Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight I'm joined by Heather and Heather has had a lifetime of paranormal experiences and has come onto the podcast to share them. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kate. It's really good to be here. It's great to have you on. You are an official uh, across the pond New Zealander, which is very exciting because we we get a couple of callers in from there, but we don't get a lot. So I always get very excited to to hear about the weird and the unusual that happens across the pond. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So Heather. Take me back to to where all the weird and the wonderful started to happen to you. Well, I uh, spent the first 20 years of my life in New Zealand. I have been in Australia since then. But um, growing up in a little region uh, called the Bay of Plenty, which is in the North Island of New Zealand, very pretty spot. And I lived in a normal sort of brick three-bedroom house, which was all fine, except that from as long as I can remember, probably from five maybe up until about 12, there was something in the bedroom that I shared with my sister that was, I guess you'd say, a shadow person. So that was ongoing for years and now I look back and just go wow I don't quite know how I put up with that but as I hear often telling my parents and things they just would kind of oh you're just imagining it you're just seeing shapes in the dark but every night uh, the wardrobe door would seem to open now I wouldn't hear it creak or anything but it would look like it was opening I had just enough light to see that And this dark, dark figure would come out of the wardrobe and 
make its way toward the bed. And it was the same pattern every night. It would come to the bed and I would just be lying there terrified, trying not to look at it but just drawn to looking at it. And as it finally would sort of lean over the bed and it was like it was doing it in slow motion, just slowly lean over the bed, I would squeeze my eyes shut (laughs) and just roll over and, and face the wall and really just pulled covers over my head. How old were you when that was happening? I reckon, I I think from about five until about uh, 12 or 13. It got sort of less frequent as I got older. I shared a room with my sister and I remember saying to her, you know, the the thing in the closet, like you have to shut the the wardrobe door all the time. Like she couldn't, we couldn't go to bed without the door being shut. But she would sort of just sort of semi-deny it. So she wouldn't really say there's nothing there. But she'd just be like, look, just roll over and go to sleep. Just roll over and turn away and sort of don't look. That was That's as far as I got with her. Um, and she's a, a sort of very sort of medical person, science-based person, so she would never even talk about it now, for example. But, yeah, that went on for a very long time. That's, a, that's an incredibly long time to to live with essentially a shadow person in your room every night for mm. what's that that would be eight years that mm. is that's kind of that's really hair raising that is a, a really terrifying thought to to process really well it was and you know i just sort of got to the point where I would roll over, as I said, and look at the wall and then I had a window and I would have the curtains open and I would look out the window at the stars and I just became sort of not fixated but I just let my gaze stay there all the time and I would look at the stars and I'd try to do breathing and stuff. I sort of had my own coping mechanisms for it. But the the house itself, that section, that end bedroom, which was at the end of a long hallway, was just generally known as being really creepy by us three, three girls. And it was more, it was beyond sort of the hallway's creepy because the hallway's dark and it's long. It was beyond that. There was just sort of almost like this knowing in the family that the hallway and that room were off. So your sister, she obviously didn't feel comfortable with this this presence in the room and obviously wasn't comfortable to, to even talk about it to you. Did she ever have any, any interaction in that room with this, this entity? Not that she told me. And it wasn't until many years later she had left home and, and another older sister had also left home. Many years later, um, when the activity sort of ramped up a little bit, that my mother, who is also a medical person and extremely sciencey and will not have any of this talk, let my older sister bring a friend of hers who was a medium into the house. And that just spoke volumes to me because that was like, my mother is letting this lady come to the house who's a medium and check the place out. So I think that... Everybody knew that stuff was happening, but no one really wanted to talk about it. Wow. Wow. That's that's actually super, super intriguing because 
to to have something like that happen where your mum kind of just allows a, a medium to come into the into the house makes me wonder that was she having encounters with this with this entity as well yeah i don't know i don't know it was just one of those houses where things would happen so around the time if memory serves me correctly around the time that the medium came um my father had died suddenly and i remember mum saying that when my father he was very sick and he died quite quickly but on the day that he died that she was upstairs in the bedroom having a rest because she was exhausted from looking after him and she saw him come up the stairs and walk into the bedroom and they had this big walk-in closet and he opened the door and walked into the closet and she was confused and thinking, well, he can't get up the stairs and what's going on. Um, And she got out of bed and came downstairs and he was, you know, not far from dying. So that's the only thing that she's ever told me about, but she was moderately freaked out about that. That's really uh, a sense of, I guess, confirmation that she knows that something else is going on in that house as well because to come out and say that, that would have been, you know, just from my understanding of your mother from this brief conversation, that would have been something quite difficult for her to open up about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was just a strange house, as I said. And after, shortly after my father died, um, everyone moved out for various reasons. And my they were older. And my mother left to go to another city during the week. She was studying in a university town. And she would come back on the weekends. So I would be alone in the house during the week working and it just felt like things really ramped up then. But I never saw anything. It was all noises. It was like shuffling. It was always like it was because I was in another room now in the house by this stage. I'd moved out of the creepy closet room. Um, and it was every night, same sort of thing. It was just unrelenting. And I, I used to uh, get up and get a big torch and go outside and sort of go out to the back door and push the door open and yell out, you know, trying to scare someone off because I was sort of hoping that it was a burglar. Like that's the point it got to where I was thinking I'd actually be quite relieved if I saw someone outside because that would explain things a bit more. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy that the the situation that you're in was was so bad that you would prefer a burglar in the house than than what was currently in there. Yeah, yeah I know it sounds it sounds wild me saying it because I guess I haven't really talked about this because as you well know, not many people sort of understand. Um, and I guess it sort of there was only one night I ever really heard anything more than footsteps, and that was. I got up and I was standing in the creepy hallway and it had a little room that was a toilet actually that came off it and at the top of that room was a high window, just a little window that was open because I wouldn't have any other windows open because I didn't know what was going on. But that window was open a little bit and I just stood in the hallway and I I think I said something, you know, like I've had enough or 
what are you doing or something like that just again trying to be brave and be bigger than I was and make a noise to scare this thing off and I just heard this and these footsteps running off but I bolted to the back door because by this time I was just furious about it there was nobody there and nothing but that was a very audible gasp of someone as if they'd been caught out doing something and the footsteps were like someone running on carpet but it sounded like it was right outside that window that gave me chills I'm not gonna lie <laughs> because you've you've lived in this house for so long and this is just the the normal for you now how does that how does that make you feel living in that situation because you know one thing that i i quickly realized when doing this podcast is that people just can't move out of their house you know it's there's there's so many commitments that go into being in a house and you know you were so young and you know you're you're growing up you're going through you know these these very very active uh years in your life and you have to deal with the uh, a shadow man in your house of of all things like how was that growing up as a teenager because obviously that would have been something that you couldn't talk about with your friends or or anything at that age because of the potential ridicule or anything like that yeah i remember saying to kids at primary school oh you know do you have a monster in your room and they'd be like oh yeah yeah there's a monster under the bed or something now whether they did or didn't i don't really know but that's kind of as far as it went and i sort of said oh because there's this this big dark shadow thing that comes out of the cupboard every night and they were like oh yeah yeah that happens sort of thing and again, they never had any experiences that they talked about. But being kids, I, I guess they were just trying to put it into some loose kind of concept of we're all afraid of monsters. There's monsters everywhere or something like that. So I never got any traction with that. And so I didn't tell people about it. And it just became something that I dealt with. And um, as a bit of an aside, I used to, when I was staring at the stars out the window and I had all these sort of coping things that I would do, I would occasionally, not all the time, have like little premonitions about things. And being a kid, I had pets like guinea pigs and things, and it was usually around the pets. So a couple of times I'd come out in the morning, my mum would say, look, I'm Really sorry to tell you this, but and I go, the next door neighbor's cat got the guinea pig and it's dead. And she'd go, How did you know that? And I go, Oh, I just know. And I think <laughs> I was just brushed off. And I think I said a couple of times because I saw it in the stars, but that obviously sounds so ridiculous, like it's come off a TV show that everyone was just kind of rolling their eyes and going, Oh, here she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved to see the expression on your on your mother's face with everything kind of going on in that house. That really would have been a um, it's a oh great. Well, now we've got this to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was a, a couple of times again. I can only remember one really clearly. It must have been about eight or nine when we went to visit um, an uncle that had moved into a new house. And it was about three hours away from where we lived. And so we went there and um, we were driving along and I said, oh, okay, so 
So there's the lake. So then we're going to go around the corner and up the road and he's going to be down this long driveway, Baba, I was describing it. And my parents were like, we've never been here. And I said, no, no, I know where it is. And he's got a pole house, which is like a house on stilts. I was really excited about that. And they're like, okay, well, we may have told you about the pole house, but we actually don't know where he lives because we're trying to find our way. And sure enough, it was exactly where I had described it. It it really is unusual to have this kind of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, if it is a premonition, if it's like a, a sixth sense to, to kind of understand things before they happen and to to have such a an active kind of paranormal presence in your house. I wonder if there's some type of connection between the two, whether you're, you know, you're sensitive to that type of stuff or maybe the, I don't know, the, the trauma of it all has opened up. I know this sounds a little bit woo, but like a third eye scenario for yourself. Yeah, look, I've I've considered all those things over the years because I've had a lot of experiences um, and I guess I am sensitive, but a lot of people are sensitive. So, yeah, it's, it's just being in particular houses. So just to backtrack a tiny bit, when that medium came and she did the walk around the house, she said that she felt that um, there was an entity or entities there that were connected more to the land. So the land that the house was built on was quite close to a little island uh, that was tapu, so it was considered sacred. It was a, it's a, still is a um, Maori burial ground, like a graveyard, I guess. So she felt that whatever that thing was, the shadow person and whatever was hanging around either outside or inside, it was very hard to tell, um, was connected to that. So that was more of the energy of that particular place. I think it just always felt like something was lurking. That's the only way I can put it, outside or inside. Yeah, that's a bit of an uneasy thought to to have, to think that you're constantly just being watched within your own house. There would be a a level of, I guess, invasion that kind of goes along with that type of scenario because you would just always feel on edge. You would never feel alone. There would be absolutely no sense of privacy. Was that the, the case with this type of thing? And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And look, as soon as I moved out of that room, um, 
when everyone was still at home, this is before the death in the family and everyone moving out, when everyone was still at home but I'd moved into a separate bedroom that wasn't that bedroom, uh, that really just stopped. The hallway was still creepy. There would be odd things I couldn't explain, but it was mostly centred around that bedroom. So once I got out of that bedroom um, until those episodes that happened later on after my father died, things were pretty much okay. So you think something was attached to that bedroom. Do you think there's a, a reason for that? I don't know. I really, really don't know. I could, I could never work it out. But even as an adult going into that room, I felt really uncomfortable. And I didn't know whether to just attribute that to the fact that I had all those memories of being in there and being scared or whether it was sort of um, definitely you know, definitely had something dark in it. It just becomes a bit muddled because you're so used to being scared of that spot, you're almost conditioned to it. So even when you're an adult and you walk in there and you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, this is still horrible, but you can't really put your finger on it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you've just got those those scenarios baked into your into your memory and to to move on from those would be, you know, essentially impossible because those are those are fairly traumatic events that you've gone through and to to have it happen for eight years day in day out without a break uh there's absolutely no question in my mind that those those feelings would just be baked into it because you can't move on from that that was your life that was a huge period of your life and to to disconnect from that would be essentially impossible in my opinion Mm. Yeah, it, it just colours how you view this stuff. And then, you know, I, then there were years where everything was fine when I moved out of there um, until I ended up in a house in Melbourne that <laughs> had similar sort of activity. Now you're in Melbourne, you're having this very similar activity. What was going on there? Well, that was a house that I moved into briefly when I had a, a sister living in Melbourne. She'd come over before me and it was a very old house um, in the western suburbs of Melbourne. And that just had a lot of someone walking around at night and they would just walk along the carpet up to the doorway of my room and I would still, I was so early 20s maybe, I was still hiding under the covers and I used to say to my sister and then brother-in-law, though since divorced, you know, what's what's going on? Like what is it with this house? You know, because my brother-in-law worked night shift and he liked to consider himself a bit of a prankster. So sometimes I thought it was just him trying to scare me. But they were like, no, no, there's something going on here. But they just didn't really talk about it. My sister would say that they used to sometimes come home late at night and as they swung the car into the driveway, they would see a figure standing behind the sheer curtains as the headlights hit the windows of the lounge room, that they would see a figure of what they thought was a man standing there. That's terrifying. That would have been... So many reasons to to be scared because one is there an intruder in your house, and then you get in there and there's not. So it raises the question: What was in there? 
I know. And that was another situation where, I mean, look, they were so used to it that my brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law used to say, I just say, I just call out, if you're here, can you just do something helpful like mow the lawns, please? <laughs> I think that's great. You know, I always joke um, off the air with, with friends about hauntings and, and stuff like that. And I always say that if I ever had a ghost haunting my house, I would definitely be charging that thing rent if I could because you don't get to live for free, bank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, that one I really, I don't know whether my sister told me there was an, an older man who lived there and died or whether I just thought that. I can't be sure of that and I can't ask her about that because she's very, doesn't want to talk about that anymore. Um, but one day I was home alone and I was given a fairly good shove to the point where I didn't completely fall over. I just stumbled. But I just turned around and started paying out on my brother-in-law because I, I was so sure that he just snuck up on me and given me a push as a joke because it was very definitely a touch. It wasn't tripping over the carpet or a rug or losing my footing. It was someone giving me a fairly good shove in the back. What was the uh, the reaction when you realised no one's there? Well, I was pretty, by that point, I was really exhausted because I wasn't sleeping very much. So I was more irritable than anything else. And it was more sort of a feeling of anger and I've just got to get out of this house, which I did. I, I moved out pretty quickly after that because... It was just that feeling of I can't relax and that shuffling every night. It didn't matter if I closed the bedroom door or had it partially open or anything. It made no difference. It would just come up to the edge of the bedroom and stop. And so I really did feel like that, whoever that was, was messing with me. And so by then I was kind of getting angry. A lot of people think that, you know, spirits or entities, ghosts, whatever you want to call them, there's, there's kind of two variants that come to most people's minds and one is a a version of a, a spirit that kind of relives their moment in time over and over and over and another one has a little bit more sentience and this is what this sounds like with yours like it was fully aware of what it was doing yeah that's a really interesting theory and i certainly have in the past sort of put things into ghosts and spirits and, and what is a replay and what is sentient. I'm not quite sure of that anymore, having had other experiences over the years. I, I yeah, I really don't know with this particular one, um, but he certainly, I say he, he certainly was threatening and uncomfortable, whereas other places that I've been, and certainly this hasn't happened in every house. I mean, I'm in my early 50s, so it sounds like a lot of stuff's happened, but if you spread it out over my life, you know, there have been years where things have been really quiet. Um, but, yeah, other places I've lived in that have also had activity, it's been very different and quite sort of okay and completely non threat You've you've spoken about these entities that kind of I wouldn't say cause you grief, but they're, they're they're causing some discomfort in your life, and you know it's obviously better not to have them there than have them. But by the sounds of it, 
do you have other encounters with spirits that kind of, I guess, are a little bit more accepting of your boundaries? Might be the, a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah, look, there are things that have happened that I attribute to spirits, but of course, I don't, I don't know because I don't think we know anything really about it. But there have been times in my life where I've been in situations that haven't been great and I've been very clearly warned and those those that's been paranormal activity so there was one occasion where I started going out with someone um, in my early 20s who wasn't great for me like you know it certainly wasn't an abusive relationship at, at all but he just wasn't a particularly I, I think particularly well person and it turned out he had some substance abuse issues I had no idea about at the beginning of that relationship there was like this string of things that happened like pictures falling off the wall but the hook being fine and still hanging on the picture rail and the picture wire not being broken I mean I don't know how that even happens so it's been basically physically picked up removed off the hook and then put Mm. down on the ground yeah, so the glass might break, but there's nothing, there's not, the picture wire isn't broken and the hook is still on the picture rail. Yeah, that's, that's odd, isn't it? Yeah, and it was all, this activity mostly was around this one person and I believe that that was someone warning me, you know, and eventually, you know, we did break up and that was all fine, but there was an episode and it just sounds so strange, but where I came into my room and a light bulb was on the floor on the carpet and it was broken. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's not like it fell on tiles, but whatever, it's broken. But the light shade was one of those glass half-moon sort of light shades that you screw into the light fitting. That was still on the ceiling. So the screws were were coming out a bit, it was hanging down a bit, but the light shade that encased the light bulb was still on the ceiling, but the light bulb was on the floor, broken. That's It, it sounds so obviously tampered with, but you, there's no one there to tamper with it. It's very weird. And so, yeah, a, a string of those things happened, and then... Um, I think that was a warning. I think that was that someone, something just saying, you know, stay away, stay away from this guy. So why do you think that these encounters happen to you, Heather? Because, you know, people will go through their whole lives without even having the the slightest odd thing happen to them. But, you know, your, your life is quite active and, and kind of full of, paranormal surprises do you think there's a reason for that no no i don't really i I think as generally i'm probably have just always been a bit more open to it somehow i don't really can't really put my finger on that but i know when i'm i've taught yoga for many years and i know when i sort of got into that quite strongly and was doing teacher training and doing a lot more meditation and stuff that things would happen um they were never bad they were never threatening or anything like that 
But I think it's just about having a particular type of energy and, and noticing that these things are around you and that they're happening because once you start noticing, you know, there's quite a lot of stuff that goes on. Most definitely. And I think the this is probably a little bit too broad, but the general public is fairly blissfully unaware about what mm. kind of goes on in the world. And I think they're probably happy with that because if they knew even a fraction of what potentially goes on, it, it could really scare a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And and I've seen people, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I've seen people when you're in conversation with them and they sort of go, oh, you know, I'm not into that stuff, I'm not into that stuff. And then they sort of get this weird look <laughs> on their face and I think there's a story there, but you don't want to say or or you're trying to explain it away already in your head before you've even tried to talk about it. Yeah, and I hear that so often on this podcast that people will share an encounter with someone and one person will just flat out refuse to comprehend what happened and just absolutely refuse to face the situation actually probably much like what your your sister did for all those years mm. whereas you you kind of essentially tackled it head on and kind of accepted yeah something is happening here i don't know what it is and you're a little bit more open-minded to it yeah and then there's there's people in between like my husband is quite the skeptic and when i was preparing to talk to you i was asking him about um something that used to happen when I met him in the place that I lived in and he started saying, oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. No, no, what are you talking about? The person walking up and down the stairs. No, no, no. And then he said, oh, yeah, yeah, actually I do remember that. And then he named like a couple of other little things that happened there. So he's sort of right, he's teetering on the edge, you know, and he'll start off denying it but then he'll sort of go, oh, yeah. And there was an occasion in the house we're in now, which is lovely, and I, I don't have any problem with whatever's here, where he went to see a psychic that we would both see. I, I'm talking once every five years or something. I think I just go to her because I really like her, but um, it's not something we do all the time. But I think he was at a crossroads with something, and I said, oh, why don't you go and chat to her? And he's like, oh, I don't really believe in that stuff. And I'm like, well, up to you. So he did go, and then he came back and he was telling me what she'd said. And he said, oh, by the way, she told me that you know how to get rid of the thing in the hallway. And I said, oh, pardon? Because, you know, the thing the, that keeps walking up and down in the hallway. And I said, oh, you mean the hallway monitor? And so he would talk about that, but, like, only once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just get exactly the right moment. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think there's anything particularly bad about that. And he was like, no, no, the psychic said it's fine, but that you'd know how to get rid of it. So I went, oh, okay, well, I'll give it a crack then. To have a, a partner who is kind of teetering on the edge and, you know, probably probably leans a little bit more to the, the skeptic side to go and take a step to go see a, a psychic or a medium and then basically come home and kind of confirm, yeah, look, I'm having these like weird little things too and 
apparently you can fix it. So can you go do that, please? <laughs> yeah, so we just refer to that as the hallway monitor. And every so often it comes back. The girls actually said to me the other night, because they're up all night because of, you know, being in lockdown, their routine's terrifying. But um, they're like, oh, yeah, every night at 12 o'clock there's a sound of the a, an adjoining door that goes into a living area of it opening and closing and then something takes a couple of steps into the hallway and then it stops. Wow. Like, yeah. And and how old are your, your daughters, to, if you don't mind me asking? No, that's okay. They're 12 and 15. And they're just comfortable with that, just talking about it being open and obviously it's it's not threatening them. They They don't feel scared of it or anything like that? No, actually. They're just like, it's a bit annoying because it keeps us awake. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm sure it's nothing to worry about and I'll, I'll have a word to the hallway monitor, so <laughs> I'll, just have to deal with, I'll just have to deal with that at some point. But there's been lots of things like that that have happened in this house and I've, I've never felt that it was threatening in any sort of way. Um, there was one time when we moved in that I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear a woman screaming and I was half asleep as, you know, it's a common story. I was half asleep. I could hear screaming and it really did sound like someone was in trouble, but I couldn't make out words. I couldn't really even be sure what direction it was coming from and I was just climbing my way out of sleep and sort of sitting up in bed going, am I really hearing this or am I dreaming? But I did hear it and then all of a sudden it just stopped and um, I didn't really know what to do. So I think in the end I just went back to sleep because it it stopped so abruptly. And then in the morning I asked my husband. He was like, no, I didn't hear that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's fine. I'll just put that down to a whatever. And then I was talking to the neighbours who'd been in the area for a long time, well before we moved in, and they were telling me about um, the gentleman who used to live in the house. And my neighbour said to me he was a little bit strange. A couple of times, on more than one occasion, he came over to our house in the middle of the night and he banged on the door and um, my neighbour's husband got up and answered the door and he said, the, the guy that used to live in my house said, what are you doing? What are you doing to your wife? And he said, nothing. She's fast asleep, you know. Have a look where we were until you banged on the door. And he goes, well, I can hear a woman screaming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's, that's kind of coming full circle, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I was looking at my neighbor thinking, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. And the girls actually said that a while ago that they heard someone screaming but I, and then it just abruptly stopped. So I, I don't know whether that is a bit of a tape, you know what I mean? Like it's a, that's just a repeating thing. That, that kind of, you know, touches on what we were talking about earlier there where, you know, you, you get these, these spirits or these entities who kind of just seem to replay a, a moment in time over and over and over. Yeah, and I also wonder whether it's our vibrations, our energy that also sets that up. Because, you know, with the girls hearing that thing every night at midnight, well, we would, my husband and I, we would close that door and walk down the hallway. And we would have been doing that 
every day since we've moved in here, you know, 12 or 15 years ago or however long ago it was. So I also wonder whether it doesn't actually have to be an entity, but it's more like a a residue of the energy when you do things a certain way at a certain time every day. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting uh, theory with that because, you know, it's it's easy to say everything is, you know, spirits or, you know, ghostly, but it, it could be something completely different. And I'm always open to, you know, these these kind of fringe explanations for situations like that. Yeah, because there was, there was a period of time when the kids were little that I would notice um, about half an hour before my husband came home, not every day, just sometimes, the sound of the key in the lock and the sound of the door closing, the front door, and the couple of steps into the hallway, just a couple of steps. And I'd open the door and go, oh, hi, you know, you're home. Nobody there. And it was very distinctive. The girls, when they were under five, would say, oh, dad's home. You know, I've heard the key in the lock. And it was just like that sort of idea of a replay. It's really interesting. And I think you are living one of the most interesting lives <laughs> I've uh, I've heard, Heather. To, to have essentially, you know, your, your whole family on board for this kind of crazy paranormal ride, I think is super super interesting and the fact that your husband kind of gets on board once a year is you know i think that's pretty great too (laughs) yeah they're pretty good they don't the kids don't it doesn't really bother them at all they just sort of i I, they're probably used to me they just sort of cop it and go okay that's fine i don't think they're threatened by it or scared or anything like that so that's that's pretty good Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. 